You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning, everybody. We're, I'm up here in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, enjoying uh, fantastic weather. Uh, there was uh, nearby two feet of snow earlier in the week. Uh, it's gone, sunny blue skies, 70 degrees. Gosh, can't can't complain about that. Um, and Richard, how are things going? We got a we've got a, a guest with us today too, as well, um, Dennis Fleming. Yeah. So hello, uh, hello. I'll let you welcome Dennis. <laughs> welcome, Dennis. Welcome to the show. Well, well, it's nice to be here again. It's a wonderful time we did last year, and it's good to be back. So, first of all, Dennis um, is one of the organizers of the, and and you're going to correct me, Dennis, if I'm wrong on this in any way, but the uh, pre-war swap meet that's going to be going on in Luray, and you've added a new tour this year, too, as well. Yes, yes, we have, it's the, uh, the, the, the correct name is the Mid-Atlantic Pre-War Swap Meet in Luray, Virginia, and uh, it starts uh, next next Friday morning at 8 a.m., uh, that is the 12th, and then Saturday the 13th, and then on Sunday, this is our inaugural Model T Tour, it's an, uh, the MTFCI, Model T Ford Club of America, uh, Oops, sorry. Model T Ford Club International, and we are uh, doing a regional, small regional tour Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, following the swap meet in the Shenandoah Valley here, Page County and Shenandoah County. So Excellent. we're going to have a good time, and we have uh, we have uh, seventy over seventy vendors taking up one hundred and twenty spaces. In the swap meet this year, uh, everything from I know of Thomas bodies of Thomas bodies, Studebaker car, Model Ts, Model As, flathead V8s, all the way up through 1953. We have a lot of parts suppliers and whole cars are going to be here for sale. Sounds like it's going to be a be a great time, and you guys. Uh, can't recall. I was thinking it was at a VFW post. Um, yes, it's where a, it was. Yes, last time I went. Yes, it's, it's the uh, the VFW post number six twenty one. It's on Veterans Lane in Lee Ray, Virginia, right off of Route two eleven. It's right beside there, and the our whole event is geared towards supporting our veterans. So anybody that participates in the, as a vendor and they have a food booth there, so they they provide food for everyone that comes. The admission is free for those who want to come and shop and look around and enjoy the the venue. So we we will have a great time, and uh, it's at uh, VFW Hall, number six twenty one in Lee Ray, Virginia. Well, 
Now, do you also you know. car show? Do you also have like a car show? You know. Well, we we say? don't per se. It, it, there's no there's no uh, a former car show as of yet. We we have people that drive up and and uh, we we park them kind of in a special little place, but it's not like a registered car show. There are people okay. who come with their vehicles if they want. It's great to have them. And uh, people look around, and some of some of the the, the people who are uh, coming to look for for parts will drive their vintage car and, and uh, do their shopping. So it's kind of nice to see that. And this year with the Model T tour that follows, we have 26 registered tourers that the majority of them will be here for the swap meet as well, and I'm sure a lot of Model Ts will be running around. Nice. Well, oh, sounds like an interesting show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of early stuff. It's all pre-war. Uh, we, we kind of fudged that a little bit uh, to, to, to include 53 up through the Flathead era, uh, mainly because of, of some of the stuff we've talked about before in that a lot of the uh, older folks are aging out, and we want to be a little more inclusive of, of, of other people, too, so. That's uh, that's why we extended it up to 53 to attract some of the later stuff. A little bit later, not too too late. We like a little chrome, but not much. I and I'm not sure if you guys are seeing it in the Model T arena. I think to some extent, certainly you are at least by what I see on, on social media. Seems as though there is a renewed interest amongst younger people in the pre-war cars. Um, I know that there are a lot a lot of young people interested in brass these days, too, um, where they hadn't been previously. Yes, I, I, I do see some, some, some younger interest, which is, is delightful to see and one of the things that the international model t Ford club international does is uh, we have a youth uh, scholarship foundation and uh, we we try to promote the youth uh, we have on our national summer tour that we do the third week in july our youth under the age of 18 is paid for by the club that participate on the tour so anyone under the age of 18 is subsidized by the MTFCI Youth Foundation to participate on any events and meals and everything else. Their, their entire tour fees are, are covered. So that encourages the, the folks to bring the families. And then, therefore, yeah, therefore the younger gets gets intrigued by the, the, the Model T in particular. But, uh, you know, in the, in the the horseless carriage type vehicles also. You know, people have a tendency to branch out and own more than one uh, model, maker model. You know, sometimes if you get interested in early stuff, it it, it branches out. So uh, I think it's, you're, you're exactly right. And I think a lot of the pre-war stuff is, is becoming of some interest. Yeah, I don't think it's it's reached the what I call the nickel era cars yet. The 
20s, early 20s cars, particularly in mid-20s cars. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think I see a lot of hope out there for uh, the pre-war cars. And, you know, well, I've that's never exactly met... Why we're doing, that's exactly why we're doing what we're doing here. This is the ninth, this is the ninth year of our swap meet. And it's to encourage people to get involved in early stuff. Yeah, and I've never met a Model T owner. Well, the Model T owner that only has one Model T is a rarity. Generally, they tend to multiply. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) Corvette. Exactly. (laughs) It's a phenomenon phenomenon that I can't can't, uh, justify or pan out, but it happens. Dennis, you want to tell us again where it is and how the how people can get a hold and register and all that type. And by the way, Richard, just because it said free, that doesn't include you. You're a little over eighteen. Uh, that's the, tour, the touring part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you'd have to prove your age. <laughs> Richard would have to pay double. Hey, <laughs> buddy. The, the swap meet itself is on uh, May 12th and 13th. Setup is May 11th in the afternoon for the vendors. And you can find, there is a website, www.mapwsm.com. That's the Mid-Atlantic Pre-War Swap Meet. The first letter of each word is is our website and there's information on there about vendor registration and also flyers that people can print and put out and post in different you know the businesses and stuff like that but like i say the vendors pay to come and set up and then but the guests who come and look around and experience the show it's free and it's free parking the the, the front field at the vfw is for the parking of the the shoppers and then the back field at the BFW is where the vendors are set up around the pavilion and the food booth. So it's uh, the BFW Post 621 on Veterans Lane and Lou Ray, and you can Google that. Drive right up. Hey, that, that's right off Interstate 81, correct? It's off of it, it's off of Route 211 in Lou Ray. Right. 81 is about 15 miles away. Yes. Uh, up the 81 corridor is, is just on the uh, west side of the Mass Nutton Mountain, and you come across right. the mountain, and you're, in, you're basically in the Page Valley, and, and you're in the right. Interesting. So, yep. Yeah, it's, it's also you know, nice area to come and visit. Yep, I hear. Uh, there's a at the Luray Caverns. That's a nice cave to visit, but at, at that place, there's a pre-war car museum the car and carriage museum there is awesome there's many 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 early early cars in that museum that uh, is included in your ticket to the ray cabins you can go see so anybody that comes and visits our swap meet can make a trip there to the new ray cabin see some awesome cars there too all right this time of the year the shandell valley is fabulous so uh, it's a great yeah, opportunity to get up there and make a weekend of it it is and it's uh, uh, the, you know the tour registration is 
is closed now pretty much so you know and you have to be an MTSCI member to join our tour but the the, uh, the swap meet is open to everyone and we do still have a few spaces available like I say we have 120 spaces booked already and we will have five six seven drive-ins so that would be around 100 so we got about 150 total vacant spots so we're getting you know getting pretty close to being filled up we're going to take a break, folks. We okay. will be back. Enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published. You can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268- 4783 or visit jctaylor.com/awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor when it comes to car magazines are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you then crankshaft is the car magazine for you crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories the type of car features you won't find anywhere else it features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. <laughs> And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right. So, hello. We're back. So, Mid-Atlantic pre-war swap meet is going to be a great time. I'm shocked at how much that has grown uh, over the last several years. Of course, they... We're on hiatus for COVID like so many other shows, but they're really coming back strong. It's a great time. They support the veterans there at the VFW post. Um, it's just a feel-good situation. And the one thing I will say about the Model T community, I mean, it's really true of all the car clubs, you know, and all of the enthusiasts, but the Model T groups... If anybody ever has an interest in getting involved in Model Ts, they're some of the nicest people. They are willing to help you with everything. I mean, talk about being killed with kindness, particularly if you're a younger younger person and you try to get involved with Model Ts, you're going to have all the help you can can handle. It's a, it's a really good a good opportunity to, for an entry level too because Model Ts yeah, you can get in very reasonably. You know, definitely under ten thousand dollars for for a decent car that you can uh, work on and drive. 
I'll stick with my post-war stuff. <laughs> it's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I just can't picture you in a in a Model T. I don't know. Maybe if you were in a Model T wearing a top hat, you'd look a little like uh, Snidely Whiplash from the cartoon. I don't know. But, you know, when when I worked at Hemmings, we had a uh, Model A Phaeton, and uh, I drove that around Bennington a few times. And, boy, that was a lot of fun. You know, you don't have to go fast to have a good time, you know. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, you really feel like you're connected to the road with, with the early cars, and that's what's so enjoyable about them, you know. It's like you got to work it. you got to make it happen. And... Uh, you smell the roses as you go by. You don't have to go fast. You know, 20, 30 miles an hour, it's perfect. So I really enjoy well, that. So fifth percent Model A. That's right. And that, that's one of there's a there's a bumper sticker that people put on the back of their Model Ts that says, if you don't like this gear, you sure aren't going to like the other one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's really, it's slow to slow. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you have a successful show. And uh, maybe well, we'll thank take you. it. We, yep, hope, we uh, appreciate the opportunity to, to have you on, and uh, we're, we're hoping for good weather for you. And as I said, with any luck, maybe I'll maybe I'll even make it up there. Uh, well, nice. Well, and the fact that it's all. free, yeah, if the yeah. fact that it's free, Richard Richard might even come since it's free. I don't know, but uh, that's right. We'll it see, might but, be. But thanks, thanks well, for being on. We don't have to pay him to come. We don't have to pay him to come. Dude. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your your promotion, and especially for supporting the veterans. That's that's what we're all about. And uh, we 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 love to we love to do that. And thank you for for promoting us, Dennis. I, if you don't mind me interrupting for one second, I don't know if you've taken a look at our uh, website, but we do a number of veteran shows. I'm a veteran. And uh, we do uh, okay. remembering uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm, uh, Veterans Place, yep. and on and on and on uh, of veteran shows here at America's Web Radio. So any support you can give us there about telling people that if they want to listen to... We even have a doctor, Dr. Moeller, that has developed a... For those that have PTSD... He's developed yep. a. Do you know about him? Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm, I know it. I know where you're going with this. But I, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm just. I'm glad you. You. Well, he, he's got a, This is a mouthpiece that you wear at night and lets you sleep. It's no drugs, no nothing like that. It's just a mouthpiece that you wear, and it's ninety-eight percent effective. We're just now getting the VA. Uh, go ahead with a, a lot of our things, but Dr. Moeller is uh, here in uh, Columbus, Georgia, and like I said, it's 98% effective if you have PTSD and can't sleep at night. So thanks, and uh, anything that you can say to your group about us, we'd appreciate it. All right. Well, I'd appreciate that, too. I'll, I'll, I'll mention you uh, and try to uh, give you all the support we can. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thanks so much, Dennis. See you, see you soon, I hope. Take care. All right. Bye. Th- thank you. All right. Yep. Have, a, have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, 
Rich, you were talking about uh, driving that Model A Phaeton around. Yeah. A number of years ago, I went on a AACA tour of a vintage tour that was out of based out of uh, Maryland, just right outside of D.C. And when I looked at the itinerary, we had a day that we were going to be going to the Capitol. And my first thought was, my God, how are we going to get into D.C. to the Capitol right. with all these older cars? We're going to all, all die on the way. If anybody's right. ever been up there on the Beltway and through there, I just figured, oh, my God, this is going to be horrid. So, obviously, the people putting the tour together were very knowledgeable. And uh, I was in a 27 Chrysler touring. Wes Peterson was driving. And the route they had planned out took us in this little known, down this little known route into the back side of, of downtown D.C., onto the mall there. And... We had the wind windshield popped out, getting lots of air in. It was like 90 degrees, but it really wasn't hot. I was flaked out on the back seat. Peterson was driving, and, and we were driving past the Capitol, Capitol and all along the mall um, down there. It was a blast, an absolute blast. So going slow sometimes can be a lot of fun. It just depends on where you're at. I, I totally agree in the fact that you're really feel that you're connected to the road. You're making the cars. You're driving the car. The car is not driving you like today's new cars. You could just sit back, take your hands off the wheel, and keep going. But, you know, you got to make it happen. you got to change the gears and, you know, just... And, of course, the brakes, you know, being, you know, mechanical brakes, you got to plan ahead. So it keeps you active behind the wheel, and that's what's so enjoyable. So, Yeah. Good yeah, fun. That was one of my one of my most memorable experiences. Uh, it's a great, great day. Um, just a, like I said, drive through D.C. in a twenty seven Chrysler and just just hanging out, soaking it up. But it, it it's, it's been great. So you've got some news too. I think you've got something going to print, don't you? Yeah, we're on press. With crankshaft number six, it's been printed, and now I think it hits the binary on Monday, and uh, it gets polybagged uh, by Tuesday or Wednesday, and then mailed out. So everybody should be getting their copies in about ten days, because it goes to periodic rate. It doesn't go ship. Uh, doesn't get mailed. You know, first class. That'd be too expensive. It goes to periodic rate. So expect about ten days. You should be getting your copy of issue number six, and. I hope everybody enjoys it. We got some new features in there. One called Speed Racers, which is a profile on vintage race cars. We have something called Brochures Beautiful, where in the first issue we profile beautiful illustrations of 1932 Studebakers. And that's interesting. And then the other new feature in this issue is In Your Garage, where we feature projects that are being, you know, uh, done at the... Uh, the uh, do-it-yourself or the home hobbyist at home. And in this issue, I think we have a 29 Oakland and a 59 uh, Edsel that uh, enthusiasts and home hobbyists are restoring. So those are the three new features in issue number six. Like I said, you should be getting it in about 
10 days, and we hope you enjoy it. Well, I, I keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. www.crankshaftmagazine.com and sign up for it because, folks, it's less than a tank of gas. This magazine is extraordinary. And I, I hate saying that to Richard. I really do. But I have to. I have to be honest. It is extraordinary. And if you buy it, it's going to come all year long. And on top of that, think about this. For less than the cost of a typical fill-up at your, at your gas station. So less than a tank of gas. You can have crankshaft coming to you all year long. Well-researched, vetted articles written by veteran writers that know what they're talking about, know what they're doing. None of this online garbage. And honestly, it's garbage. I'm always shocked. I even read a piece by someone from Motor Trend online the other day, and I thought, how in the heck can Motor Trend put their name on this article? Because it was just absolutely god-awful. You will not find that in Crankshaft. It's good stuff, correct stuff, and it's the stuff you like and the stuff you can go out and get yourself to. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. It's enjoyable to do. It's a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of expense, but uh, I think the hobby needs a magazine like this. Keep him plugging away. So now we're going to start working on issue number seven. And we'll be at the Green Bride, up leaving uh, right after this show. And hopefully we can find a car or two to feature in the next issue. But that should be fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave your name at the guard shack and tell them to let Laurie in and leave you out. There you go. I, have to, I hope I don't have to pay to get in. Right. Yeah. I, the, just make a $50 check out to me and drop it at the guard shack. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so I we're told you yesterday, uh, before we got on air yesterday, I was in downtown Knoxville at the NSRA Speedrod Nationals. I posted a bunch of pictures on uh, on Facebook. But, you know, the sad thing is, you know, there's so many wonderful cars there. I mean, it's probably about five, 600 cars yesterday. But you look at the age group, and, man, I, I, everybody had to be over 70. So, you know, there's some big changes coming in the, not only the collector car hobby, but, you know, the hot rod, street rod hobby. Big changes coming soon in the next few years. It'll be interesting to see what happens because there were very few vendors, no parts vendors. And it's like, okay, what's, what's going on? I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it was very disappointing in a way. I mean, there was great cars on display, but, you know, where's all the Park sellers and the swap meets and you know where are some of the younger people and it just wasn't there so uh, maybe because it was a Friday I don't know you know uh, but it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few years with even the street rod hybrid I hope it survives yeah. I I think it will I, I tend to be an optimist when it comes to this I think things change uh, go through cycles my thinking truly is that if people will share the hobby and I think that's the most important thing that we can do 
as, as hobbyists and collectors is share the hobby. So many people end up collecting cars that were part of their youth or that were part of their family. But now we have a, a generation of younger people out there who grew up in an age where, for the most part, cars were largely disposable. Um, you know, they all tended to look the same, and you know, there, there's a lot of remarkable cars being made. We're coming up on a break, folks. We'll be back. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. And now, back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, we're back, folks, and uh, thanks for sticking around and listening to us, all the crazy stuff that we talk about. And uh, let's see, what shall we talk about next, Tom? For instance... Uh, whenever well, me and my friends get together and we have, like, you know, this, it's going to be a big lottery, you know. We, okay, so you win the lottery. What are your top five favorite automobiles that you will go out and buy immediately if you had mega millions all of a sudden appearing in your bank account? What are the top five cars that you put in your dream garage, Mr. Tom? Um, okay, top of the list. It's going to surprise people, I'm sure, um, who know me well. Uh, Ferrari Super America. Um, oh, not? Wow, I'm surprised yeah, at you. That, it, I know, I know. That would be like right at the very top of the list. It's like up, up here at Greenbrier, there's a, a Lamborghini GT350 and... You know, just look at those cars, and you, they're works of art. They're just gorgeous. The, the way everything is laid out, the interiors, the leather, the everything, you know, and it just like that with the, the Super America, I think, is just one of one of the most beautiful cars. Um, 
So that would be first on the list. Second on the list um, would have to be, gosh, uh, probably a Hudson 53 Hornet, 53 Hudson Hornet Coupe with a built 308. I mean, not built to the point where I couldn't drive it every day, but I would like to you know, add a few things internally and externally to uh, just push it beyond its uh, original limits a little bit. Um, and people probably fascinated by that to comment because I'm such a stock, all stock guy. But Hudson and their performance years was, I don't know, just just one of those things that's always intrigued me. And they run a lot of Hudsons out at uh, Bonneville Speed Week, too, still. So, you know, that would be kind of fun. Maybe maybe run a, we could get a Hudson and go uh, run it at Bonneville Speed Week. I'd put that on the list, too. Um, AMX 68, AMX would be on the list. Probably uh, 69, as they're called, Rambler Scrambler, uh, the Hearst Ramblers. Oh, Model A Fit. You mentioned that earlier. I, I've always wanted a Model A, never had a Model A. Nothing sounds like a Model A, and nothing is as easy to work on, and nothing gives you as much confidence uh, out on the road in an old car than a Model A. Um, because you, and virtually, unless you have a catastrophic failure of some sort, you can get a running again and head on down the road. Um, see, that gives me four. I've got one wish left, right? One wish left. One Let wish left. Rest. Gosh. Uh, uh, you know, probably a Packard Coupe. If I were really high on the cotton with the lottery, it would be a mid to late 30s V12 coupe. I, I'd be all in on that. So that's my five. Wow. Interesting. Nothing really super high end, just great cars that you yourself like. And that's good. That, that very down to earth selection. I, I appreciate that. I like that. Well, you know, I just like everything, love everything, and so. But I like to drive them too. So you, you know, you have to put some practicality in the mix, right? Get all crazy and go out, you know, buy something that's worth millions. Are you really going to drive it every day? I don't think so. You know, Bugatti Royale. Oh yeah, I'm going to take the Bugatti Royale. I'm going to head off to Knoxville and see Rich for breakfast. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, but if I had you got hunt, millions, in the, yeah. but if you got millions in the bank, you know, you get a fender bender. All right, no big deal. You fix it. You know, why uh, why preserve the car for the next owner once you're pushing up roses and daisies? Is like, wait a minute, I'm going to hammer the crap out of this thing. I want to have a good time. I'm not leaving it for anybody else. <laughs> so one yeah. thing that here at Greenbrier. We have Packard as a featured mark this year, and so there are a lot of Packards running around out here. And in the front of the hotel, there are Packards parked out there, and there's my three-quarter ton Nissan 
truck out there and parked right next to my three-quarter ton Nissan is a Duesenberg, uh parked right out in front. And a lot of the people in the hotel keep asking me, it's like, these people, they're, they're just going to leave their cars out overnight? I was like, well, they trust you guys. You have a guard shack. Uh, everybody's an enthusiast. They're just like, wow, but they could get dew on them or something. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny how it, pe- people, th- people think, you know, they could get dew on it in the morning. But um, so, yeah, yeah, you definitely want to use what you got. That's for sure. But I like being practical. I, I, if I had a sixth one, it would definitely be uh, 39 or 40 gram shark nose supercharged so anyhow I took liberty I, I took an extra one that's okay I had six written down too so that's perfect you know I'm, I'm, I'm more of a sports car person so my, my ultimate automobile since I was a kid is a Jaguar XKSS uh, they only built 16 of them and uh, I just think that car is just sex on wheels, man. The shape is just gorgeous. You know, it, it's a Jaguar D-Type that one of them on for the road. So the Jaguar XKSS is my, my number one pick. Right behind that is a Lancia B20 Coupe. Oh, uh, that's a great choice. Yeah, I just love that. The engineering with Vincenzo Lancia is just so advanced. And after that would be a Ferrari 250 LM which I just think is just a killer. You know, rear engine, Ferrari, mid-engine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it just has a great shape to it, and that's what I'm all about is design. Another one would be a 65 Shelby Mustang GT350. White, blue stripes. Uh, I've driven two of them in, in the past. My cousin had one, and my neighbor had one, and I just love that car. You know, it's just plexiglass rear windows and the way the, the, the exhaust exits underneath the door. Man, that Shelby Mustang has just always been on top of my list. Right behind that would be a 61 Pontiac Ventura bubble top, which, <laughs> as you know, is one of my favorite all-time cars. I just love the shape. That thin seat pillar in the back and the waterfall grill. And uh, I'll, I'll probably yank the 389 and put a 421 in there, you know, with tri-power just to have some fun in a four-speed. But, uh, yeah, 61 Pontiac Ventura to me is a beautiful car. And since you had six, I might as well go for six. One of the prettiest sports cars of all time would be a Porsche 904. Uh, that is my screensaver. When Every time I turn on my computer, there's a red Porsche 904. Uh, the shape is just absolutely perfect. So, yeah, those are my six picks. Yeah, they're high-end, but if you're going to win millions, what the heck? Might as well splurge and have fun while you're here. You know, that's the way I look at it. But might as well. So many great cars. Can't take it with you. No, you can't. And, you and with your car enthusiast, let's face it, you could come up easily with a hundred cars and still not get all the cars that you really wanted. Oh no, it's absolutely true. There are so many great cars out there. You know, you mentioned the Shelby GT three fifty. I had a have a close friend that had one for many years and I, I drove that car quite a bit uh, but what I really loved when I was driving that car was he had it in a warehouse and there were a lot of buildings that were close to the street and when I drove that car and really laid into it 
it resonated, the sound resonated off of the buildings as I was going down the street, and it just sounded so great. It was just a, a blast. What a great car. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's a really good one, too. Funny you say that, because when I was growing up in Brooklyn, across the street and a few houses down was this guy named Lou Goldstein, and he was maybe about 10 years older than me at the time, and his family was very wealthy, and he had a 65 Shelby Mustang. And just to piss off the neighbors, he would wake up at like 6 o'clock in the morning and start it and rev it. And, you know, the houses in the city are really close. He was like an alleyway. And the sound reverberated off these brick houses. And I was across the street, <laughs> I said. And I heard it every, every morning when he started that thing up. And I would just sit in my bed and laugh because he just did it on purpose to annoy the neighbors. And, man, what a sound. <laughs> it was great. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Lou, Lou Goldstein. Yeah. Lou Goldstein. When I, when, I think, when, I, when I think of a name that would be the quintessential Brooklyn name, Lou Goldstein. That's a great, great <laughs> Brooklyn name, you know. <laughs> there are yeah, probably he, dozens of Lou Goldsteins up there in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, he, he flew off the road in Utah uh, in a snowstorm with the Shelby, and he kind of didn't totally rush it. But uh, it ended up sitting in a garage for the next 20 years. And right before he wrecked it, this was in the late 70s, he put an ad in the New York Times trying to sell it for $5,000. And the most, the highest offer was four grand. And this was an exceptional car, original paint, low mileage. Imagine back then you couldn't wow. even get five or 65 Chevy. And now they go for, what, 350 400 maybe even a oh, half a million oh. now. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Crazy, who knew? Crazy money. <laughs> yep. Who knew? So, that is for certain. Who knew? Um, so, we were also talking about articles, writing, car books, that sort of thing. So, what book, and you've written several, Cadillac style, Corvair style, really great books, I might add, that are still available. I'm just going to throw that plug for you. But, um, what book would you write? Wow, that's tough. Oh, gee, oof. I mean, there's so many ideas I have. I just wish I had the time and, you know, the money to do them. Uh, I would like to do a book on, like my Cadillac style, Volkswagen Beetle uh, style. Uh, the Beetles are just, you know, it's, it's an iconic automobile. Everybody has a story related to a Beetle. There's so many of them. Uh, I would also love to do a book on, you know, uh, Triumphs, but a lot of early Triumphs, a lot of people don't realize, but Triumphs have been building cars since the teens. You know, there's a lot of pre-war Triumphs out there and Dolomites, and they never get ink. They never get exposure. Uh, that would be cool. And uh, I would love to do a book on, you know, coach-built American cars. You know, you have uh, not only... Packards, but you have Pierce Arrows and you have Studebakers and you have all these Hudsons that had special coach built bodies. Done. Some of them were done by Carlton in England. Up, oh, great time, folks. Up. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. 
It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best star magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. And Drive now, through time to the classic car show on America's Web Taylor. Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. All right. Um, we were talking about books, which books I would like to write. And like I said, uh, there should be a book about a coach-built American cars. Like I said, you know, years ago I photographed a Buick. It was a 38 Buick with a body by Carlton in England. And, uh, you know, I've seen Hudson's that had bodies built, you know, by uh, other manufacturers in, you know, uh in Europe, like a Duesenberg. Yeah, I mean, Duesenberg, uh, they had a body built by Graba of Switzerland. So I think a, a book featuring those coach-built American cars would be great, and that hasn't been done yeah. yet. So. so if you had to write a book, let me, let me guess. Yeah, let me guess. If you had, if Tom Cox had to write a book, it would be about, mm, definitely not Carmen Gia's, uh, not Pinto's, uh, I would say Hudson. Carmen Gias. <laughs> no, actually, you know, there have been a lot of good books written on on Hudson. Uh, you know, Butler wrote one, History of Hudson, Langworth, Post Hudson, the post-war years, and there are a couple of other uh, self-published books out there. I don't know. I, I think maybe it would be good to have another comprehensive Book on the history of Hudson, but um, you know one that I really think is deserving because I, in my mind, with apologies to those who have written books on the subject, Pierce Arrow Motor Car Company, a comprehensive book laying out the history of Pierce Arrow from the time they were just building bird cages then they started building cars and they evolved they've started even building trucks a lot of people are unaware they think of Pierce Arrow as a luxury car builder which they were but they don't think about the fact that they built trucks too big trucks uh, of course Packard did too um, and bicycles but, and bicycles and bird cages Exactly. As I say, bird cages and bicycles and trucks and yeah. so on. I think a comprehensive history of Pierce Arrow there in Buffalo would really be uh, doing a big service to the collector car community. 
like I said, there are books out there, but they're not very comprehensive in my opinion. And a lot of them are heavily reliant on ads and advertising, and so there's a ton of pictures. But it would be really cool to tell the, a detailed story of the company from start to finish. You know, take up the questions of how they failed, what happened, you know, what was going on when Studebaker uh, bought them, then sold them, and then they went into building travel trailers, uh, 1936, um, and then the Silver Arrow. So, I mean, there's just so much meat on the bone there for Pierce Arrow. I just think it'd be a great opportunity. Well, I, I think you should quit your job on Monday and start writing this book. I'm going to have a little rich. I'm going to get rich, get, get wealthy, yeah. rich overnight yeah. with my Pierce Arrow <laughs> book. <laughs> you, may win, you may win a Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm sure you write uh, a great book. I mean, writing a book, is it, it, it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of time and effort and research. And there's more time that goes into writing a book than people realize, especially if you, you know, like a book like Pierce Arrow. I'm sure you would do an incredible job, but it is a lot of work, but... In yeah, the that, end, that's the type of very reward. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, and the truth of the matter is, is as you say, it's very uh, intense. I think that's that's the type of book that would be better off as a collaborative effort. Really, when you have, right. you know, that's one. It's the the subject material is is sufficient that you know a collaborative effort would make a, make for a really good book. I think and make make it more fun too. Uh, well, so you know what. You you write it, and since you never upgraded your camera since that Polaroid you bought when you got your communion, uh, I could do the photography. There you go. Right, I'll shoot. There you go. Such a you know? such a deal. Such a deal. <laughs> uh, so May eighteen and twenty, we've got the AACA Eastern Nationals coming up in Gettysburg, and that's right on top of us. Richard and I are going to be there. Uh, thus far, we're looking, we're closing in on 500 cars for the AACA Eastern Nationals in Gettysburg. And that's out at the two hotel complex with the theaters there on Route 15 south of Gettysburg. And it's going to be a great time. And there's always fantastic cars. It's a show I really look forward to going to, and uh, we'll, we'll both be there. Um, and if you happen to go there, because it's free, right, Rich? Free to go to free the ACA Nationals. Um, while you're there, not far away is the Auto Mall, just about 30 minutes outside of Philadelphia, with hundreds of cars on display. I said, said, said this before, if you're thinking about getting into an antique car or you want to expand your horizons, let's say you're a Triumph owner and you really want to get a real car, you go out to the classic auto mall and look at other cars in person, check out the AACA show, and, and decide how you're going to upgrade from Triumph, maybe buy a Hudson or something. Huh. Okay. Well, upgrade. Some upgrade. <laughs> well, at least you know. At least your garage floor would be happy. 
also, we were also talking about badges. Uh, we don't need no stinking badges, um, but, you know, radiator badges. Uh, and there are a lot of really, really cool radiator badges. It's one thing I miss, and I'll digress momentarily, but there seem to be no great illustrators today. Everything is computer-generated, and now it's going to be all artificial intelligence. And, you know, you stop and look at the old magazines, the old ads, old books, with all these illustrations. You know, it leads me to wonder if there'll ever be another Norman Rockwell. Um, but when you look at these badges on many of these cars, you know, typically 1932 and prior, uh, they're beautiful. And my absolute favorite, hands down, is the radiator badge on the Rio Wolverine. The Rio Wolverine was only built in 1927-1928. And I absolutely love that Wolverine badge. It's got the Wolverine kind of coming through the uh, six on the front of it, it's really cool. Really cool. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that badge. i got to go look it up now. Oh, you got to look it up. It's going to be one of your favorites. I, I guarantee it, hands down. Well, my favorite badge is the, you know, not because there's a vowel at the end of my name, but Alfa Romeo and then Maserati. I just love those badges. I mean, Alfa Romeo, you know, with the snake swallowing the guy and screaming. Uh, I just think that is just so cool. <laughs> and the other badge that I always love is, you know, the uh, from the 50s, Oldsmobile with the globe. You know, I just think that is a great-looking badge. Uh, they they really knocked one out of the park when they made that globe. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, badge. I agree with that. Oh, good. I agree with that. That's 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 yeah. a great choice. The the Oldsmobile, um, yep. you know. And if you go go away from badges and talk about hood ornaments, the Pontiac hood ornaments of the early fifties, the fifty, I think fifty DeSoto hood ornament, um, where they actually have uh, Hernando DeSoto on the front and his face lights yeah. up. Um, just like right. the Indian heads on those uh, early uh, 50s Pontiacs. I just think yeah, they're killer. Orange. Yeah, cool. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. I know I, would, I don't want to disappoint you. The Hudson emblem emblem on the step-downs, uh, it was yes. lit. The, the girl. Is that the way you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the the, the ship and castle, um, oh, the yes. Hudson Triangle in the grill from oh, nice. right, 48 on 48 to 54. They were uh, lit, so they really looked great. Yep, good choice. So um, another show. Oh, uh, you know we should probably do a show on on youth and the hobby, but we were talking about it earlier, and I've, I've wanted to circle back to it. I just think, let's encourage, let's just make it a point to encourage everyone out there 
to bring a younger person that shows any type of interest in the car hobby into the car hobby. I've had exceptional success in doing this personally. Um, we got to wrap it up, folks. We're having fun. Okay. Too much fun. Have a great weekend. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.